The Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, John McIntyre, Bud Steffen, Myra Marsh, Dick Ryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Did you know that pet evaporated milk can actually help to prevent tooth decay? Well, that's a fact. It is now recognized by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association that a complete diet, which includes the right amount of 400-unit vitamin D milk, will help to prevent or to stop tooth decay. Now, all pet milk is fortified with 400 units of pure crystalline vitamin D per pint. That means when you mix pet milk with an equal amount of water, you're getting 400 units of vitamin D per quart of rich whole milk. Now, it's very easy to give your youngsters this nourishing, vitamin-rich milk in milk drinks, in puddings, in other favorite dishes. So get a supply of pet milk tomorrow at your grocer's. And remember, pet milk, even with extra vitamin D, costs less generally than any other form of milk. The question, where do you think you're going, should logically be asked of a sinner by a clergyman. But it's usually asked of a citizen by a cop. Like right now, with Fibber McGee and Molly. All right, sir, where do you think you're going? Uh, What do you mean, where do I think I'm going? If it's any of your business, we're cutting across this lawn here. To the city hall, officer. Yeah, if you want to come with us, I'll give you a bandage for your sore nose. My nose is not sore, well, sir. It's going to be if you don't keep it out of my business. <laughs> come on, Molly, we can't... Stop. Just a minute, sir. You can't cut across the city hall lawn. Don't you see the sign keep off the grass? We aren't walking on the grass. We're walking on the snow. There is grass under the snow, madam. Don't give us that leader, Kronz Buster. <laughs> under this snow, the grass is dead, and dead grass ain't grass. It's hay. <laughs> Show me a sign that says, keep off the hay. Come on, Molly, let's get on. Just a moment, sir. If you insist on walking across this lawn, I shall be forced to issue a citation. Oh, you shall, will you? By George, I got my rights, and I ain't going to get pushed around by no cop with a fresh book of tickets. Buster, I'm walking across this dead grass. Very well, sir. I've warned you. No, McGee, please. Now, the officer is... The officer is a lunkhead. (laughs) Come on, kiddo. He won't dare give me a ticket because he knows I got my rights and... Halt! Huh? I'm giving you a ticket, sir. Violation of ordinance number 2346-J. Flagrant abuse of city property, disregarding police warning, disorderly conduct, and resisting an officer. Your name, please. Herman Gibbletrap. Meet my wife, Clara Gibbletrap. How do you do? I'm not quite sure. Your name is Fibber McGee, sir, of 79 Wistful Vista. And I remember you because I sold you ten tickets to the police benefit ball. Sign here, please. Nope. You refuse to sign the citation? Yep. Then you'll have to come to the police station, sir. Okay. Arrest me. Throw an innocent man in jail for demanding his constitutional rights. 
railroad a citizen because he won't be pushed around by the cops. Go ahead. By George, I'll take this clean up to the Supreme Court. Heavenly days, look at the crowd, McGee. All right, one side there, folks. I'm calling the wagon. Let me through to the call box, please. McGee, this is silly. The officer was right. He was just enforcing the law. Well, it's a silly law, and by George, I'm... Quiet, please. Hello, precinct. This is Officer Claude Borgenhutz, shield number 98. I... What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. What's the matter? Wrong number. Now then, Chief, will you explain once more to my husband that if he just posts... Ten dollars bail, he can get out of here? Okay, lady. Now look, McGee. Oh, go fry a pig, you big leatherhead. <laughs> I know I can get out of here if I post a bond, but I ain't gonna post a bond. I'm gonna make an issue out of this case. But McGee, dearie, lover. No, sir. Bye, George. <laughs> I got my rights, and I'm gonna make a test case out of this. I'm gonna rouse up public opinion, drag this whole dirty mess out into the open, expose corruption, and... Shut up a minute, McGee. Okay. Eleven Precinct, Horowitz. What? She did? At 14th and Oak? I'll send Breen right over. Don't touch the body till he gets there. Oh, heavenly days, don't touch the body. Homicide, Chief? Oh, no. Detective Breen's wife just ran her car into a fire hydrant. Oh. She wants to pound out the dents in the body with the heel of her shoe. But I told her to wait. Now then, McGee, why don't you be reasonable? Just post ten bucks bail and go home. We don't want to be... No, sir. I won't do it. Throw me in jail. This ain't just a matter of posting a bond. This is bigger than that. This is a fight against corruption. This is the fight of one citizen against the whole political machine. Against oppression. The freedom of the press is involved here. Call the Wistful Vista Gazette. Call the mayor. Call... Call everything there! You can't do this to these kids, officer! Do what? I don't know. What are you doing? Old-timer. Hi, old-timer. Don't you worry about us. This is a test case, and I'm going to fight it clean up to the Supreme Court. Higher than that, even. Cleared ahead of Hopper. <laughs> Good for you, Johnny. The minute I heard he was in trouble, I dashed right over. I know how to handle these cops. Really, old-timer? You a lawyer? Nope. Used to be a crook, Johnny. Oh. <laughs> Member of the car barn bandits from 1910. Good heavens. Were you really a car barn bandit? Then you reformed, huh? Had to, daughter. After stealing the car barn, we couldn't find any place to hide it. <laughs> Need any bail, Johnny? No, thanks, old-timer. Good, I'm busted. <laughs> now then, Chief, what's the charge against this innocent boy? Well, in the first place, Mr... Uh, I ain't a boy, and I ain't innocent. I'm guilty. I busted a silly, ridiculous law that years ago should ought to have been peeled. You mean repealed. When was it peeled? <laughs> Never mind, kiddo. Anyway, old-timer, I'm going to make an issue out of this. I'm going to... Back for you, boy. Get in there and fight. Yes, sir. Now watch yourself, chief. I'm with this boy all the way. I'll stick by him to the bitter end. Look, bum. One more word out of you and I'll throw you in the pokey, too. This, kids, is the bitter end. Billy Mills to the orchestra and ding-a-ling-a-ling.
Well, I just don't know what to do, Chief. He won't let me post bail for him. Well, and... I got to get him out of here some way, Mrs. McGee. We fill up ourselves with guys that just walk on lawns. We got no room for our regular customers. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd let him sit in that cell till he grew moss on his north side. Well, if you haven't got anything else on your side, I suppose you might as well have moss. <laughs> I wish I knew hey, how... Uh... Hey, Chief, what are we going to do about that jerk back there? He's demoralizing the whole bullpen. Don't you dare call my husband a jerk, Sergeant. Oh, look, lady, if he ain't a jerk, how do you know who I'm talking about? You know, that's a good question at that. Well, bring him out here, Biscaloos. I'll talk to him again. See if we can't get rid of him. Yeah, okay, Chief. Hi, Molly. Dearie, I'm so glad to see you. Let Mother look at you. Have they treated you all right in there? Treated me awful. The great big cop just gave me a horrible beating. Oh, dear. With a nightstick? No, with a checkerboard. <laughs> Beat me three straight games. I think his checkers were marked, too, but I couldn't... Well, say. McGee, we've decided to let you go. Take him home, Mrs. McGee. I think he's learned his lesson. Oh, no, you don't. I'm a citizen and a taxpayer, and you can't throw me out of jail. Oh, McGee. <laughs> this is a cause. Look, my boy, if you go home, I'll tear up this citation. I'll tear it up in little bitty pieces. Mm, no, sir. I'm going to stay right here till you repeal them keep-off-the-grass signs. Get me some action. Get the mayor over here. Call the board of aldermen. I'm going to drag this whole rotten mess out in the opening. Who's these guys coming? Well, the cards on their hats say press. They might be reporters from the newspapers. Oh, boy, if they want a story from me, I'll give The editor says you got some crackpot over here that claims... Oh, is this a guy? Yeah, that's him, Rudy. But your paper wouldn't be... I'll handle this, Chief. Son, every great champion of the people, every crusader for a righteous cause, every great man who has had an appointment with destiny has been called a crackpot. You may quote me. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> You may tell your readers, fellas, that I'm fighting for their rights. I claim it's unlawful to make it unlegal for a citizen not to be allowed that if he walks on the city hall lawn, which is dead anyhow, he's got to get arrested, right? I like to quote that statement, McGee, but the line of type machine was never built that could handle that grammar. Exactly, and that's why I stand here shaking my fist. Hold that pose, and... McGee. Grab a picture, ready? Got it! Great! This'll crowd the funnies right off page 12. Take all the pictures you want, fellas. Here, Chief, you want to get in one? You can put your arm around my shoulders and smile. Like I was public enemy number one and you were the police commissioner. And... No? No! Oh. Look, McGee, why don't you go home? If you do, I'll send you and Mrs. McGee home in a squad car. Oh, I'd like that, McGee. It'll be such fun to ride away from the police station with you in a squad car for once. <laughs> Oh, no, you don't. I'm in this fight to the finish. And as the fearless champion of the people of Wispel Vista, the trod-down citizens of this fair... Hold it, dearie, hold it, relax. The reporters have gone. Huh? Oh. Well, anyway, I ain't going home. Not till I get this silly law Nolly Prost. We'll see who triumphs. Me or justice. I'm going to stick with this thing by hey, George. Hey, hey, pal, are you all right? I rushed right over here with a blanket. Here, wrap this around What's it. the blanket for, Mr. Wilcox? Well, I just met the old-timer down the street, and he told me they tossed McGee in the drink. 
That wasn't the drink, Junior. It was the clink. Oh. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I came anyway, pal. I can help you. Well, if you can persuade him to go home, Mr. Wilcox, you'll help all of us. Amen, sister. I ain't going home. Well, don't you worry about a thing, pal. When they stick you in solitary and put you on bread and water, I'll toss some pet evaporated milk in through your cell window. Hmm. That ought to even things up, Mr. Wilcox. They throw McGee into the can, and you throw a can into McGee. <laughs> yes, and look, pal, all you do is take the water they give you, mix it with an equal amount of pet milk, and you'll have good, rich whole milk to keep up your strength. That's very interesting, Junior, but I don't want to live no richer than anybody else in here, because I'm the champion of the people. That's, and... that's, that's okay, champ. I was coming over here anyway. Huh? You see, so many smart cooks use pet milk in all their favorite family dishes that I thought I'd come and tell the chef of police how pet tastes so Mr. good. Mr. Wilcox, that's not chef. It's cheap. It is? Sure. Well, that certainly louses up a cute idea for a commercial, Molly. Well, never mind the commercials, Junior. This is a cause. This is a fight for a right. Then stop waving your left, dearie. Go out and rouse up the people, Junior. Tell them their freedom is in peril. Tell them about the Constitution. Pal, I'll do it. Good. Friends, I'll say, what about your constitution? That's it. The way to have a strong constitution, I'll say, is to be sure you get plenty of rich, nourishing milk substance in your daily diet. What's that got to do with me being in the clink? Don't don't forget that the pet milk you use in cooking puts extra amounts of these necessary milk minerals into all your favorite family dishes. Pet milk, I'll say, not only adds extra rich flavor and goodness to all of it. Hey, 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 goodness. Look, Milky. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, look, pal. We'll get this all straightened out in no time. I just remembered I've got some mighty good connections at the city hall. Oh, you have, Mr. Wilcox? What kind of connections? Two water faucets and a light plug. I better go and pick them up. So long, kid. Him and his connections. If I ever need a big drip, I'll know where to go. Look, McGee, I can tell you where to go. Go home! Please, now let's call this whole thing off, dearie. This is getting silly. Oh, silly, eh? That's what they says when them 12 good men and true sat down on the Plymouth Rock and signed the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> That's what they says when Benjamin Franklin said, Give me liberty or give me a... I've been trying to give you liberty for three hours, blabbermouth. Oh. <laughs> Look, my boy, go on home, will you? We'll send you in a nice, shiny squad car. We'll let you drive. You can work the siren. Oh, McGee, doesn't that sound like fun? Yeah, that would be you fun. You can even flash the red light, McGee. I can flash the red light. Say, that Just would... picture yourself at the wheel of a fast police car. Yeah. Carrying past the Elks Club. Yeah. Siren screaming. Red light flashing. Well, I don't know. You love it, boy. Here, have a cigar. Take two. <laughs> Oh, bribery, eh? Oh, McGee. And with cheap cigars, too. Oh, Nichols. dear, dear. That's a federal offense, Buster. I could have you arrested for that, and I ain't going home. I'm staying here till the oh, citizens this of this is town... too much. Sergeant, bring your rubber hose out here. What are you going to do to him? Look at you a faucet and spray me with it. Cool me off before I blow a gasket. This is the worst mess. And I ain't going home. The King's Men and the Tennessee Waltz. I was dancing with my darling to the Tennessee Waltz When an old friend I happened to see I introduced him to my darling And while they 
Now, I told you if I sat this case out, I'd get some action, Molly. I told you I'd wake up this town. Yes, according to the papers here, you certainly did well, stir up. are you comfortable there in my chair, McGee? <laughs> Take my cap off! <laughs> okay. Don't fit with them apples in it, anyhow. <laughs> Wait till you hear what happened, Chief. Molly just brought the papers in. Read that headline again, kiddo. All right. It says, Citizen Charges Persecution by Local Authorities. Oh, no. Questions legality of city ordinance. Also claims severe beating by Burley Jailer. At Checkers, that was. Besides, it wasn't Burley, it was Jackson. <laughs> That's besides the point, Chief. Pipe down. Read more, Molly. Go on. Well, it says, The Gazette learned this afternoon that Mrs. Y. Hamilton Dumfries, president of the Lugs... President of the what? The Lugs. The Lugs? L-U-G-S. Lugs. The Ladies' Underdog Guardian Society. <laughs> it says, Mrs. Dumfries, whose organization considers itself a force for good, has pledged its all-out support in this case. Oh, no, not her. Hmm? Boy, does that dame give us trouble. Every time she shows up, I get more explaining to... to uh, oh, how do you do, Mrs. Dumfries? Good, good day, Chief. Are these the people? Yeah, that's them. Mr. and Mrs. McGee, this is Mrs. Dumfries. She's a do-gooder. <laughs> I'm sure. Dumpy? <laughs> I'm glad you came. I knew if I kicked up enough ruckus, I could rouse the rabble in this town, and here you are. Mr. McGee, I'm sure you'll be interested in the policy of our organization. Now, look, sis, I got no time to talk insurance. I'm fighting for justice. I'm referring to our objectives, Mr. McGee. Yeah. The lugs are always on the side of the underdog. You understand, of course, that the minute you start winning your case, the other side becomes the underdog, and we switch over and start helping them. You know, I've read a great deal about your club, Mrs. Dumfries, the Lugs. Thank you, dear. Aren't you the ladies who demanded they extend the city limits because the outskirts were too short? Indeed we are. Do you remember that bitter campaign, Chief? Brother, do I remember it. I'd have shot myself if I could have held my gun steady. But wait till you hear our plans for this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the plans, Dumpy? What's the plan? Well, first, we make a routine demand for your release. Chief, as chairwoman of the Liberation Committee of the Lugs, I demand the immediate release of this underdog. Releasing? Look, Mrs. Dumfries, I got news for you. I've been trying to release this. This nuisance for three hours. And another thing, you're on the wrong side already. I'm the underdog here. <laughs> You folks, please keep your voices down a little. The guys in the bullpen say they can't sleep. Well, sing to them. I got troubles of my own. Tell them if I get any more complaints out of them or What's I... going on here? Have you seen the newspaper? You get out of here, too, mister. We're busy. Had we got... Oh, hello. Hello, Mayor. <laughs> Hi, Latrivia. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Good day, Mayor Latrivia. Hello, McGee, Molly, Mrs. Dump. Mrs. Dumfries! <laughs> Are you in on this thing, too? I am indeed, Mr. Mayor. We of the Lugs have undertaken the case of this underdog. That's me, Latreff. At 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, we will have 100 pickets marching in front of the city hall. We will contact the governor, send out circulars, and we'll have a square dance in the Civic Center next Friday evening. Oh, you mean to raise funds? Oh, no. We girls just like to square dance. Good day, everyone. <laughs> now, then. Will somebody please explain to me what goes on here? My office is full of morons demanding my recall. 
The newspapers have been on my back like a mustard plaster. My switchboard operator jumped out of the window at 3.22 this afternoon. I got a wire from the governor demanding a full investigation. Now, what is this? What do I investigate? <laughs> Ain't this interesting, Molly? I told you I'd get action. You could also get action by playing kickball with a hornet's nest. Not as much fun, maybe, but... Well, uh... here's how it all started, Mayor. This stupid little... I'll tell this, Buster. Now, look, Latrive. Yes? You got a law. Wrote into a city ordinance that even if there's a foot of snow on top of it, and it's red underneath and dead grass ain't grass, it's hay, that says you can't walk across the city hall lawn ought to be repealed. English? You tell me. Certainly, Mr. Mayor. There's a sign on the city hall lawn that says, keep off the grass. And McGee walked on the grass, which there isn't any right now, and got pinched, that's all. What do you mean, that's all? Ain't it enough that a citizen's rights can get trampled on easier than the city hall lawn? Ain't it enough that a citizen and a taxpayer is bullied by a bunch of flat feet that ought to be out catching crooks? Ain't it enough? Yes, yes, that's enough. <laughs> that's plenty. Chief, tear up the complaint. Turn this man loose. Turn him loose, he says. Mayor, I've been trying all afternoon to turn him loose. He won't go. He's been... Go on home, McGee. I'll repeal the ordinance that forbids walking on the city hall grass. From now on, you can play polo on it. I don't play polo, and if I don't... Oh, be quiet! <laughs> the way you've thrown this town into an uproar with your stupid little crusade is ridiculous. Well, I don't think so. Now, go on home. The charge against you is dismissed. The signs will be torn up. Get out of here. Please! <laughs> well, that seems fair enough, dearie. You've made your point, such as it was. Come on, let's go home. No. Oh, what? I know my rights. The American Constitution of the United States states that a guy getting out of jail is entitled to ten bucks and a new suit. Where's mine? Here. Here's ten dollars. Here's twelve. Thirteen. Fourteen. Here, here's fifteen dollars. Now get out. Where's my new suit? Here. This is a new suit I have on. That's Take it. it. Here's my coat. No, no. Here's my vest. Take my pants. No, Mr. Mayor. Oh. and Molly return in a moment. You know, long about this time of the year, even here in California, the sun's rays have a hard time getting through. So, how do we get the sunshine vitamin, the vitamin so essential, particularly for youngsters? Why, we just reach for pet milk in the grocery store. You see, all pet milk is fortified with extra vitamin D. When you mix a pint of pet milk with a pint of water, that makes a quart of rich whole milk which contains 400 units of pure crystalline vitamin D. 
And, as I mentioned earlier, scientific experiments show that 400-unit vitamin D milk given to your child in the right amount in an adequate daily diet can help to prevent or stop tooth decay. Yes, pet-evaporated milk with its extra amounts of vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin, can help to prevent or stop tooth decay. So get pet milk at your grocer's tomorrow. Get plenty for all the family. Did you see this item in tonight's paper? What's that? It says, Mayor repeals the walk on grass ordinance. Well, good for him. He kept his promise, huh? What do you mean, good for him? He can't repeal an ordinance single-handed. He's got to go through the city council. Hand me the phone. By George, as a citizen of this town. Oh, no. Okay. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> First evaporated milk, pet milk, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? If a cute teenage girl suddenly decided that your handsome husband was her big romance, how would you handle the situation? Well, that's the problem Sally Carter faces in the hilarious story of the week next Saturday morning on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program. And Mary Lee Taylor's recipe of the week is for a satisfying oven dinner, apple sausage loaf. Don't miss this big double feature program. Next Saturday morning, tune in to your NBC station for Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor. It's the face of murder in Big Town, next on NBC.